you've got to take some time out for yourself to think, well, I, what actually, what is it that makes me happy? It's nine times out of ten, it's not money that makes you happy. Hello, I am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It Podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. Okay, so hi, um, my name is Lisa Marie Brown and I'm the founder of Pinkspiration. I'm delighted to be here today for Joel's podcast. I'm super excited. We're sitting in our kitchen um, in the house and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a little bit about my business journey, um, where I started and um, you know where, where um, all my journey started out really and, and the highs and lows of that um, along the way. So I started at Pinkspiration eight years ago and we work in the construction industry rebuilding empty spaces and empty shops and upskilling young people. So we work on the regeneration of the city centre and the valleys areas of Wales. Um, we work in some of the most deprived communities in, in the whole of Europe and we help young people to learn uh, community members to learn new skills and training and help them progress into industry whether that's into into jobs training or starting up their own businesses and since launching Pinkspiration we've upskilled more than eight and a half thousand young people and community members and we've regenerated uh, more than 28 empty spaces and empty shops we've worked on Wales's largest road scheme which is a 400 million pound program a very um, successful uh, road program and uh, following on from there, we recently started our own business TV show, which we're very excited about. And last year, um, we had one of our most successful years to date, where we upskilled around two and a half thousand young people and community members, and we worked on 28 regeneration projects. So since the start of our business journey, um, we've worked on more than 100 uh, regeneration projects and community events and we're really excited um, that the business now ranks on the SE100 as one of the top social businesses across the UK and uh, we've reached more than uh, 20 million people worldwide which actually sends me into shockwaves to say that <laughs> um, but yeah I started off my business where we were um, vlogging about our business journey and putting it online and really capturing what we were doing, the projects we were working on, how it was making a difference. Um, we've had the opportunity to work with some amazing um, entrepreneurs such as Richard Branson, Lord Sugar, Boris Johnson. I've worked with the Prime Minister's office. And uh, yeah, so all exciting stuff. So uh, we've got a few exciting projects lined up over the next year as part of Transforming Spaces because we work on um, regenerating empty spaces and empty shops. There are more than 380,000 empty spaces and empty homes all over the UK and there are nearly one million young people unemployed. So what we do is we um, bring those empty spaces and empty shops back into use through regenerating local um, and empty spaces, but also training young people in construction skills and in business skills and help them back into to industry. Um, this year, we've got uh, two Transforming Spaces projects in the pipeline. Um, one is to launch a pink champagne bar in the city centre of Cardiff and the other one is to launch a pink beach club using all reclaimed palettes, uh, which we did last year, which was a huge success. And uh, we've also recently just started our own TV show, which is very exciting, a business TV show to help small businesses grow. 
and really to encourage and, and instill confidence within the marketplace. So uh, we're very excited to work on the TV show um, and yeah, we're really excited to see what's next. Indeed. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So obviously this is a, a passion project for you. So where would that passion have been born from? Yeah, so my uh, parents, uh, when I was younger, my dad worked in the construction industry. He had his own um, painting and decorating business. And uh, I was always living on site when I was younger. So I was living in a caravan and I've lived in some really glamorous places in my time. Um, where in, in one, one of the houses my dad actually rebuilt, he, he rebuilt a cottage, uh, which was, there was only the foundations left of the cottage, and then he rebuilt the entire house from scratch. And I always remember uh, we were living in this one little caravan, and we had to walk down to the end of the, the field to go and brush our teeth, because there was no running water in the caravan. Um, but I think, for me, what inspires me is always, uh, you know, being practical and hands-on, and I was always helping the family. So, you know, picking up a paintbrush, getting my hands dirty, helping out with my dad on site, helping my mum with the cooking, helping, you know, just generally helping the family, being the first one in the family. Um, I've got, um, I've got two sisters and three, uh, half sisters and extended family. So being from a big family, I think, you know, your independent skills are a must. <laughs> Um, so I've, I was born into a very big family and, you know, I had quite a lot of responsibilities. This was from quite a young age. Um, my parents then separated when I was 10 and, um, I took on a bit of a, a, a caring role within the family, um, because my mum had uh, suffered with depression for a few years. Um, but I, you know, I got a lot of the skills that I learned from my, you know, from my parents, um, both my mum and my dad. Um, but I think more specifically, uh, um, a few people said to me recently, I'm sure your, your dad wanted you to be a boy um, <laughs> because he always had me in cars and fixing things and on site and painting. <laughs> um, so really, yeah, that's where my passion for construction really came in. Then I went to school and in school we were pushed more into caring or hairdressing. Um, so it wasn't really nurtured for me to move into the construction industry then. And then I left school, um, went into college, um, and then went later on, um, went into university. And I suppose like any teenager, 18, 19, I obviously went through that party period of my life, <laughs> 18, 19, 20, partying, staying out late, getting drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, soon realized that I had to put my energy into a positive use and um, went to university. And then when I was in university, I came out got a number of different jobs in lots of different areas. You know, I had Saturday jobs. I worked in a fruit and veg shop, worked in a hairdresser's, worked in a number of different places. Never really fit in. Um, and then later on in my career, uh, an opportunity came up to work with the Construction Youth Trust, which was a huge opportunity for me. And I thought, well, this has got my name written all over it, so written in the stars. And I started to work for a trust where I could help other young people and, and work in the construction industry. So this was a perfect chance for me to get back into the industry I should have been in really from when I was younger. Mm. Um, so yeah, my inspiration has come from lots of different people, parents, but I've, I say Richard Branson, uh, I've had inspiration from quite a lot of female on, entrepreneurs at the moment online. I follow quite a few on Instagram. Callum Best actually at the moment, if you're out there, Callum Best, listen to this. <laughs> He's given me some inspiration recently, uh, being a public figure. Uh, but yeah, I get my inspiration from lots of different places and then I try and encourage other 
people to you know follow in my footsteps and just to go for it if they've got a vision or a dream that they want to follow that you know no obstacles should be put in in their way that's a nice lead in okay so how, how do how would uh, you deal with and, and view obstacles in life so with um you know with my business um inspiration and 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 in general i think i've had quite a few um different obstacles thrown in the way over the last 18 months or two years um we had a, a couple of family bereavements didn't we two just to, just under just over two years ago um at this around about the same time as the business went public um overnight um reached 17 million people um around okay. the same time which was quite a big challenge to handle and, and cope with you know all of that at once um and you know we i think that the main thing for us was trying to stay positive and and try and um you know deal with the family bereavements it was really challenging for my husband but also for the whole family it was quite an upsetting period but try to remain positive where you can because you know family bereavements can have such a big impact on people in so many different ways and i haven't got the magic wand or a solution how you know how to, to deal with it because everybody's different but one of the things that i did to try and cope with that was by um running um by going out and keeping myself fit and healthy becoming more active and drinking less um and trying to set myself into a routine because i think when something like this happens you have to set yourself into a strict routine that quite quickly so things like getting up at exactly the same time every day trying to go to bed early um reading trying to have some quiet time for yourself but i think for me as well you know having coaching having other people to talk to is really important so um i went through a bit of counseling myself um to try and handle that situation because it was a very challenging one mm. um but i would say you know to try and always stay positive regardless of what life throws at you because it can throw all sorts of challenging things at you and sometimes it throws the most unexpected things that you never had to deal with before um so trying to remain positive and um to give yourself breathing space um and not be too self-critical because not everybody's got the you know the right solution for each individual person i think it's sitting and thinking how if you have different obstacles in your way how do you need to, to deal with this and what do i need to do to to handle that obstacle so for me it was thinking about that i needed to get into a routine more um i needed to work harder because you know sometimes when life throws something at you <laughs> you need to work a little bit harder um yeah. and i think you know in general i think if something if there is an obstacle that you're thinking i can't handle this is too much just take some time out for yourself give yourself some you know quiet time and just reflect on what it is you need to do for you so give yourself some space to think and you know spend 5 minutes could be 5 to 10 minutes reading meditating doing some exercise um and just be aware that everybody's different so you know what might fit for one person might not necessarily fit for another but for me what really uh when i have different obstacles thrown in my in in the way which is quite often <laughs> um everybody has a curveball thrown in the way the most successful entrepreneurs is to just acting and keep acting in spite of fear so even though you you know you, you might be thinking i i'm um i'm in this situation it's really challenging 
um, just keep thinking, I can do it and like, I'm going to work my way through this some way or other. And I think once we start changing the way we think, you know, positive affirmations are very good if you're um, set with a number of obstacles. Of course, you can get over any obstacle. You know, it's either over a mountain, under a bridge, around the side of the mountain. And usually people throw things at us that we've never had to handle before. So I think taking time out for yourself and, and reflecting on how we can handle that situation is the best thing to do. But for me personally, exercise was a very good one and trying to be more focused on routine and also spending time with friends and family and talking about it with other people you know who might have had a similar experience to you um so i've been onto some online groups when certain challenges come up as to how other people have handled it and um you know family bereavement and how that can affect you know your workplace and so on and so forth um, but in a general term in, in more of a you know if, if i think about a work perspective and what's happened in the last week or so well we've just launched a tv show um uh, which was very exciting and we've had 600,000 viewers on there a week which has been amazing uh, it's a business tv show called lisa talks business and it's been really well received um, we've had lots of positive feedback um, online and offline and out and about in the local community, which is amazing. Um, but on the odd occasion, we've had a few negative comments. So I think really, you know, sometimes when you have negative comments, it can set you back a little bit. Mm. But and I think that's the same for everybody, because everybody's human at the end of the day. We're all human beings and, you know, we can react in different ways. Um, but I think it's how we choose to respond to that negativity is well, what you know what sets us apart from from everybody else. And I think once we can understand ourselves more, uh, and we can understand what's um, why we're reacting in a certain way, then that can help us with you know surrounding ourselves with positive people, and also you know positive affirmations. And we talked briefly earlier about um, neuro linguistic programming NLP. Um, I'm a firm believer in that to change mindset and really, you know, learning from the best people, you know, Tony Robbins, um, Richard Branson have been some of my inspiration, but other, you know, coaches um, and just being around like-minded, positive people can really accelerate your growth. And I think that's both personally and professionally that can accelerate your growth. So for me, one of the key things that's been a driver of my success is surrounding myself with positive people. Um, not all the time do I get it right, but I try to consciously surround myself with people, like-minded people with a, with this, you know, similar mindset. Um, we briefly talked earlier about um, changing mindset and how we can get into this stinking thinking, which I think is really quite um, current at the moment. I like that too. Stinking thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think uh, the the most powerful thing that we can do for ourselves is change our own mindset into a more positive way of thinking through um, I said I read The Secret and that was a life-changing book for me Rich Dad Poor Dad that was a hugely life-changing book for me um, also yeah Brian Tracy I mean he's amazing um, coach and expert and and just really you know well well respected uh, and I just think learning from people who are like-minded uh, is, is really positive and that's for me what has been I would say I attribute 80% of my success to learning from the best people in the business. When I was working previously for a national charity, so I did have lots of opportunities to work with 
you know, millionaires and billionaires who had, you know, a completely different mindset. So I think who you surround yourself with and who you learn from is key. And, you know, you may not get it from your friends and family. It might, you might have to go out and look for different groups and different networks to, to get yourself into those um, spaces. But I think there are so many groups out there, whether it's entrepreneur groups, um, different networks that you can link up to. I would say just go out and find some on, they're bound to be on your doorstep, go out and find some and really, you know, surround yourself with the right people and you'll get really far in, in life. Um, but also when you find that if this stinking thinking is creeping in and it keeps coming back, um, the negative, you know, the negativity. We talked earlier about how we can be affected on different energy levels by, you know, um, having positive people around you and having negative people around you and how you can be surrounded by blood suckers and energy givers. And for me, I always try and surround myself with energy givers um, and people who, ha- you know, want to have re- reciprocal relationships, which I think is, is positive. Sometimes you can get people who are just take, 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 and they can just drain your energy from you. And I think we briefed on it earlier you you can sometimes identify them but they're not always easy to spot in the beginning <laughs> um but yeah you know with the right, right people around you uh i would say for me um you know reading those books changing my mindset for, for when i started my business like eight years ago um i thought i'm going to train myself for the first two months i'm going to read every book i'm going to do a lot of coaching on i'm going to do a lot of work on myself and i've always believed in investing in yourself and you know whatever it is for you whether that's keeping fit reading um books getting training coaching yourself it could be anything i think the best investment you can make is in you and once you start investing more into yourself then you're more effective for other people mm. so you're not just an inspiration to yourself but you're also inspiring others to to you know come with you on that journey and sometimes you'll get you know you'll get i say 20 million people worldwide of course we're not gonna have everybody that loves us <laughs> um but and you're always going to get the odd one or two people that will what do i call it stunt your growth mm. or maybe you will grow at different levels so in life one person grows quicker than another and it's just recognizing you know what you need to do to to bring those people with you um or if not then you have to create new you know new links and new partnerships yeah can we can we go back a little bit in time? I know you mentioned going through school and being in your father's works, but I mean, were you always were you a school lover? Were you, were you that type of person, or were you schoolers and not for you? So for me, I I did enjoy going to school, but I did drop out quite a lot um, when I was in school, and um, I always went to school and enjoyed it, enjoyed the teachers and enjoyed the learning experiences, but from yeah from from time to time i wasn't i wasn't the most academic in school i don't think school got the best out of me um i think when i left school i had i think it was a d and an f in maths and science and i had to go back and resit both of those in college to get c plus um in both of those subjects before i could actually you know move on Hmm. um or progress so for me school it was good and i enjoyed the experience but I don't think it was the best, it didn't get the best out of me in, in school. I think when I went to university, that was nurturing more talent that I had. College was great for me, but again, I went into childcare. So, you know, it was great that I, I was able to get those experiences, but probably, you know, really 
what was inbred into me was construction. So I would have been quite happy going into a construction college at 16, but it was never, um, I suppose it was never really encouraged when I was younger. So for me to go back then into the construction industry, which is where I've worked now for the last 14 years, um, is fantastic. Um, to, to work in an industry that I feel quite passionately about and help other young people to get into that industry as well. Because even still today, there are 12% of women in professional roles, only 5% of women in engineering, 3% of women in manual trades. And we've helped to increase that number. When I started my business, there was only 1% of women in manual trades. We've helped to increase it to 3%. Um, on most of the big construction sites, there's like 95% males, 5% females on most major construction sites. And on our construction sites, it's 50-50 gender split. So all of our projects are 50-50 split. And more and more of the big contractors and clients are now learning from us as a business, um, which is great because we, you know, we want to see more talent, more diversity in industry so that, you know, we can encourage prosperity for everyone. I mean, there's so much talent out there, untapped potential is what I call it. Yeah, um, where um, we you know we need to nurture that talent and get it get it into industry because there's so much untapped potential that we need to you know get that in into the economy so that we can encourage more opportunities for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you're breaking the stereotypes, like you said, child minding. You know, I'm always doing the same thing. When she was a child, she was interested in the manual thing. Um, Father wouldn't teach it because that was a boy's thing. Um, so I try, <laughs> I try and encourage her woodwork and activities and her bricklaying activities. And I come home the other day and she's making me a barbecue. All <laughs> oh, right. <Okay. laughs> so she's afraid to get stuck in. She loves it, so it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So um, if if you fast forward a few years, um, from maybe, um, uh, some like past uh, university, which is obviously. Uh, an area that you've gone into because you've got an interest and then you look back as you look back what sort of lessons do you think took you longest to learn uh, I think the lessons that took me longest to learn is trying to surround yourself with positive people and if you're not surrounded by the right people then remove yourself from that situation and put yourself into another situation where you are around positive people that's probably one of the most it took me the most longest and still, you know, even today, I haven't cracked the nail, hit the nail on the head. But, you know, for the majority of the time, I think once you start surrounding yourself with the right people, it's a bit like, um, you know, going for gold at the Olympics. Unless you've got the, the, the first, I mean, if say the first five people around you is the, the five people that you will ultimately be like. Great statement. So have a look at the first five people around you. And if they're the right people for you, great. If they're not sin bin them and get someone else in in the mix i'm not saying that in a harsh way but i think sometimes we spend too long having the wrong people around us and we need to look more at how we get the right people around us and that might not that could be in a in a business sense it can be also in a personal sense as well because sometimes the two overlap business and work sometimes overlaps um or business and you know personal and private public and private um, so I think once we get ourselves surrounded with the top five people and, you know, what does it take, what is it going to take for you to get to gold? You know, who do you need to have around you for you to reach gold? And I've been thinking about this quite a lot over the last three weeks, two to three weeks. And 
you know, I'd say majority of people around me are fantastic. Um, but sometimes you have to add in different people and you have to park some people up. I wouldn't say put them in the sim bin. That sounds quite harsh. <laughs> um, but sometimes you have to park people up and you have to get new coaches or you have to get a new mentor or you have to get someone else that can accelerate to the next level. Or, you know, if you started from Division 1 and you're now in Division 5 and you're now in the Premiership, the people who got you from Division 1 to Division 3, or is that, is that the way it was? No, it was Division 3 to Division 1 and then up to the Premiership, um, they could be a different set of people. That doesn't mean to say that, you know, the people that you were around you, they were the right people at that time. But maybe now you need to jump up to the next level, step up to the next level, as Richard Branson says. So the step up program I recently went on in London was all about how to step up, how to accelerate. And I think we don't do that enough as human beings. Um, sometimes I think we sit back and think, OK, this is good. Um, you might think this is not working for me. That's not right. But actually, what we should be saying to yourself is, what have I got to do to step up my game? What's next? And keep jumping up and keep stepping up. And every time you think it's good enough, what else can I do to step up my game? And you have to just be quite, I suppose, relentless. It's the right word. <laughs> without, um, you know, without, I suppose, without, without going to the extreme, but you need to think about who you need around you is going to step up, you know, step, step you up to the next level. And it might not always be the people that you were working with before. You might need new sets of people around you. That doesn't mean to say that the people who were around you, they're obviously valuable people. So you need to respect that. But, you know, always look at how you can get the right people around you at each, at each level. Yeah. So what got you here won't get you there. I think the thing. Yes. Yeah, and and also you know handling those uh, relationships as well with certain people, you have to be very careful um, because you, at the end of the day you have to be kind to everyone. That's what I believe in kindness, and you know it serves everyone well. And I think you have to appreciate everything that people do for you, hmm. um, no matter how little and how or how big that may seem to you or I because that might have a different we might have a completely different idea on what is you know what absolutely yeah on on you know on appreciation and what you've done for me or I've done for you so I think in general you just have to be you have to appreciate what people have done for you and you have to appreciate everything that you've worked for and you have to be kind to people and sometimes we touched on um we touched a bit a bit on it earlier um I, one of my key th factors to success, I would say, is switching off the, the news, number one. Um, get away from any negativity in on the media. Um, one of the things that I'm doing this week, this week is having a digital detox. Um, so I've been having a digital detox for three days-ish. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, Leon's just looking Leon, at me. My husband is looking at me. What are you laughing for, Leon? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've been having a digital detox for the last three days and I haven't been online as much because um, in my career I was ranked as top 10% of social media users online, ranked as most influential woman by Twitter, um, won a number of awards, uh, nominated by Nat West as Great British Entrepreneur of the Year and a lot of my business, even though it's in the construction industry, a lot of my business has been built up online so it's been very difficult <laughs> to be offline for the last three days. But I've been on and off intermittently. Mm. But really just trying to have a digital detox for the last three days so I can reflect on 
all the content that I've put out there so far, my journey so far, the people I've worked with so far, you know, everybody's been amazing. Most people have been amazing. You're always going to get the odd one or two people that throw a spanner in the works, you know, no matter how successful you are. But like I say earlier, it's how you keep progressing and moving forward, even in those times when you do have spanners thrown in the works. I'll say that because yeah. that's, I think it happens to everybody. Um a few uh, people have said recently, like Richard Branson, Elon Musk, uh, Lord Sugar, that these entrepreneurs, they are very successful, but they have so many challenges and setbacks that they just keep acting in spite of the, the challenges and setbacks. So really it's how we respond to those challenges and setbacks that really sets you apart from everybody else. Because sometimes if you get eight, you know, if you're doing a project and you ask, say, for example, for some materials and eight people say, OK, I can't help you. And you get eight no's, no, can't help you. No, can't help you. No, no. The answer's no, 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 no. The computer says no, 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 which we get quite a lot in the UK. The bank says no, 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 no. Um, and then you ask the ninth person. Sometimes you can you can feel a little bit frustrated with the no's, but you've got to keep going and think, actually, at one point I'm going to get a yes, and then the ninth person will be a yes. So you have to keep, you know, acting all the time um, in spite of what challenges and obstacles are thrown at you, and you have to be very resilient. So you do have to, you know, get broad shoulders, and you do, even though that's difficult, you do have to look after yourself so that you are prepared. It's a bit like going into battle, even though I shouldn't say that. I have actually um, I read, is it The Art of War? The Art of War is another book, which is really good. I'd highly recommend The Art of War. Um, it's quite a short book, um, but it's really interesting. And it's really, you know, it's all about, you know, going into battle, basically, and how <laughs> and how, how we manage um, different projects and different people's expectations. Expectations. Expectations, that's a good lead-in. Can we just touch on expectations quick? Yeah. Okay, so um, this is something I used to struggle with with other people's expectations of me. How do you how do you manage other people's expectations of you? Uh, as a, from a business or a personal perspective? Yeah, so in terms of um, business expectations, it can be challenging, but I think one of the things that I've always done um, is just stuck with our core aims and objectives. So Pinkspiration aims to inspire young people and transform communities. So all my decisions are based on that basis. Um, but of course, being an entrepreneur, um, top 10 businesswoman in Wales, um, people do have these really high expectations of you. And I think you have to be self-aware of what you bring to the table and also what opportunities you can create for others. But I think the main, the, the main thing is defining your own expectations, you know, what, what it is that you expect of yourself. And actually, to be honest with you, sometimes it is just taking some time out for mm. yourself and sitting back and reflecting it's quite good that we've just had a bank holiday but i think bank holidays are good to sit reflect and get some peace and quiet and just reflect on your journey and you know where you're going next so we, we touched on it earlier about you know what people expect of you so lots of people expect me to feed content online and a few people this week know where are you what are you doing are you okay you're not online we can't see you online because people get very used to seeing you either online or you know um, in a project but I think once you start to find in your own expectations then it's good to have some quiet time because you can sit and think about where, where you want to go next and what you want to do 
and I think to you know everybody's human so we shouldn't really have you know massively high expectations but as a woman myself I do have high expectations myself um, and I think that's one of the challenges you know my own personal challenge I think I always put in 130% effort so if I'm quiet I've got to set up a new construction project if um, I get a quiet weekends Leon's offered to help out volunteer at a local school to rebuild the school area which was fantastic um so it's always just you know I think just doing things that make you happy and you have to think about sometimes it takes you've got to take some time out for yourself to think well what actually what is it that makes me happy it's nine times out of ten it's not money that makes you happy it's whether it's get you know getting your own fitness in shape spend time with your family giving back to the community. That's what makes me happy is giving back to the local community and doing something that, you know, helps people. And that's always made me happy, which is why I started up the business is because I really enjoy inspiring young people and transforming communities. And I'm always doing projects that are different and that people think are a bit quirky, a little bit wacky (laughs) and bold. Um, But actually I enjoy doing that. Um, So I think, you know, if you're considering starting up a business or growing a business, then I would say just to go for it and just to follow, you know, what makes you happy. And if it makes you happy and you've got a passion for it, then you should keep doing it. And you shouldn't really let anybody, because you'll always get people when you publish films, when you put, you know, you, we've got the show live, 99% positive feedback, 1%, you know, negative uh, comments here and there. But you'll always get that no matter what you do in life. And I think you should just, everybody should just go for it no matter what. Um, and you know, we did talk briefly earlier about visualisation and working backwards. So as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I do do very often, <laughs> actually I think all my projects that I've done, I visualise the end result and work backwards. Leon, you didn't understand that initially, did you? Um so he said, are you crazy? Why are you doing that? He said, you haven't even got the funding yet. And I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> yet, um, keyword. Not yet. <laughs> so I always visualise the end result. And I don't think about, like, the mindset issue about, have I got enough money? Have I got this? Have I got enough funding? I'll take that out of it. I just think about the end result, what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel. Can I touch it? Can I smell it? Can I see people in it? Uh, can I see community members enjoying it? Yes. And if I can, and I think it's going to add value, it's going to bring something different, um, I usually will go for it. And I always start backwards. So I start with the end goal first. Um, so I think this is the project that I am working on here. So if it's the Pink Beach Club or, or the Pink Champagne, but I've already visualised it. And I'm working backwards. So I'm I'm working on my goals leading up to it. And I won't really let anything get in the way of that. Although... Sometimes it can work a bit quicker than others. It doesn't always, when you visualise something, when you vision something happening, sometimes it doesn't always happen as quick as you'd like it to. Yeah. Um, but it's to do with the you know laws of attraction, laws of abundance, and, and I don't really think about um, finances that much, although you know investment is important into a business. I usually talk to people about ideas and impact and what value it allows in the community and go out there and start working on it and then bring people with me on that journey. And I think that's one of the best examples, really, of how you can, you know, be successful. And I think if you, you know, work on your business but bring people with you, I think is key. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, could you tell me a story 
most something that has amazed you? Oh, what has amazed me? Uh, that's a really good question, actually. What has amazed me? Uh, recently, actually, I was working with a team of young people. It was actually a team of uh, looked after children that we were working within the Cardiff City Centre on a construction management training programme. And when the young people first started, they didn't seem entirely engaged in getting careers in construction. They were, you know, um, quite disconnected from society. And we run a six week program with them. It was two hours every Thursday. And we, we did um, the planning, design and build for the pink champagne bar in the city centre as part of the Transforming Spaces project. Um, and by week three and week four, you could see the transformation in the young people. So I was really pleased with that. We had a few teething um, problems along the way, but at the end of the project, which really amazed me, is everybody wrote stories about how the project had changed their life and how, like one of the, the young girls said, this, this project has been amazing and now you know I can achieve anything that I you know put my mind to, and I can go and achieve my dreams. So we had like all the stories from the young people of when they started, and they wrote their own journals, and then we put them onto card. Um, and I read them all recently, and we're actually we go, we're going to publish them on our website, so we're going to type them up and put them up online. Um, but for me, is seeing how much of a difference that one you know one person or two people can make to a young person's life when they you know, have projects that just make a difference to them that they can get involved in that are on the, you know, in the city centre. So this is part of the city centre regeneration linked to one central square and the young people are from all different areas in Cardiff, some of the most deprived areas in Cardiff. Um, so they're quite, um, some of them very disengaged. Uh, two of the females have just come out of prison and to see the project making such a big difference like that, I think is, is amazing. And I think it just shows that, you know, if we, put more investment into young people and into training young people I think you know they can go on and do amazing things so that was one of the things that amazed me recently <laughs> no, excellent excellent okay uh, and then probably the final question where is Lisa in five years time that's a really good question oh I don't know how to answer that question yeah sorry yeah <laughs> Uh, um, in five in five years' time, I think I would just like to carry on making a difference, but make um, more of an impact in in terms of like social good and encouraging prosperity for everyone, and just probably giving back more of my time to the community. Really, I'm doing what I enjoy doing, so spending time with with young people and helping to inspire them. Um, in terms of the business, I'll probably have another one or two businesses. <laughs> Um, by then and um, I probably maybe we'll have a bit of a pink empire going on <laughs> maybe <laughs> um, yeah because I set up Pinkspiration I've just actually hot off the press I bought uh, Pink um, which is a commercial business so we've just we've bought that about six months ago um, and we are talking about setting up a pink investment fund as well to encourage more women and girls into um, starting up their own businesses and into entrepreneurship so that's very exciting uh, hot off the press and we, yeah, we've got some exciting news to share on that 
Um, but generally just doing more of what I'm doing now and hopefully, you know, using my influence with social goods to help create prosperity for everybody and, and working. I've been doing a lot of work recently on policy, so locally and nationally to try and change, I would say, some of the red tape or some of the blockages that people face at the moment in accessing um, finance and um, money and investment and finance. So looking at how we can make it easier for people to access money, investment and finance so they can start up their own businesses and, and really accelerate and grow. So we'll probably be doing more of that. And um, yeah, very exciting times ahead. And we'll probably still be working on the TV show at the time. Maybe a few holidays in between. <laughs> You've got a rest. Um, yeah, yeah. So just taking a bit more time out um, as well for myself, just to relax and enjoy myself. <laughs> you think this, this bank holiday has been a bit of an eye-opener for you? Uh, yeah, the bank holiday has definitely been an eye-opener for me. I think it's come at the right time. So uh, I think I needed this holiday. It was quite refreshing when all the banks are closed and everybody's off. Just yeah. to have that, you know, free, free Your time. Shoulders with... drop. <laughs> yeah, but basically, yes. Um, yeah, it was a nice, nice time just to relax and and enjoy and just, you know, spend some time reflecting on how far we've come, how far the business has come. You know, because we we rank again this year on the SE one hundred. Last year we were third on the SE one hundred, and we rank again on there, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, the having having some downtime I think is important for anybody to take some time out for yourself and reflect you know everybody needs time out at the end of the day to go and you know whether it's some time for themselves in a spa or out for a walk or up a mountain or you know just just taking some time out I think is really important yeah no I'm the so, same I'm a walker I like the the, the the environment when you're outside yeah Leon you like walking don't you yeah the one of the recent amazing places we went to was the lake. Mm. In Brecon? Yeah. Ah, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Something about the, the woods and the mountain ranges. And the sea apparently is good as well. It's got like uh, negative ions. Mm. And if you're in that low state, it means that you're, you're charged you're like a battery. Yeah. And let's see, another way to do it is take your shoes off and just walk on barefoot. Yeah. And you discharge. Yeah, grounding. Yeah. We have started grounding, which yeah. is very good. Actually, I'm migraines all the time, and I read yeah. about it. And we went to the top of this mountain, didn't we, in Brecon, and just stood on top of the um, yeah. obelisk there. But yeah, we, we grounded ourselves. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It did really work. Well, that's awesome, Yves. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, we it definitely works. It does grounding yourself and trying to rebalance. Yeah. yeah, we've got a lot of Wi Fi and a lot of technology around us, and we we just, yeah, every now and again, we just need to switch off from it and just take some time out for ourselves. Actually, it's quite refreshing when we don't have internet and <laughs> we go up the mountains, it's quite nice. Where do you go walking when you walk? Beaches and mountains around by us, like the, up the Taft Trail and yeah. the woods where there's quite a lot of woods there. Yeah, yeah, it's nice there. But yeah, in five years' time, hopefully, we would have won an investment from the one of our potential clients. So we're just at the moment we're bidding for what is it, quarter of a million pounds investment. So that'll be exciting if we win that. Hopefully, we will. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, just encouraging people to do business differently, and that we can create that you know we can create more opportunities for everybody. I think that's. The key part of regeneration of cities, of communities, 
is just ensuring that we can bring everybody with us. And so that, that for me, it's always about how we invest more in grassroots, how we get more young people to get more investment, how we get more women and girls to get more investment. And once we start tackling those areas head on, mm. and we, you know, we everybody benefits from it, everybody prospers. So, um, yeah, hopefully just, you know, continuing to work in that area and encouraging more investment in, into those areas, I think will be positive. And hopefully we can see some change. Either we'll see change or we'll make the change ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, it may take quite some time, you know, it could take three to five years before you see any significant change, but, and change usually takes quite a long time, but, you know, we've been working in this area now for eight years this year, um, so hopefully by the next five years, the business will be 13, <laughs> maybe by the business's 15th birthday, we would start seeing some radical change, That's cool. um, which would be really cool, and then maybe by 2020. We'll start seeing even more. Mind you, that's only one year away. Yeah. Yes, one year. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe 20, 2025, we'll start seeing some big changes. But I think, you know, the main thing is that if, if you're thinking about starting a business, growing a business, or, you know, doing an exciting project, just go for it. Just don't wait and sit there and think it's not the right time. It's never, it'll never be the right time. So, I would just say, go for it. Follow your dreams. Do it now. Don't wait. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you know, opportunities will follow. That's a brilliant spot to leave it. Other than, can you tell the audience where they can find you on what platform? Yeah, so if you're interested in finding more about the business Pinkspiration, you can visit our uh, website www.pinkspiration.co.uk. You can follow us on Facebook uh, at Pinkspiration One, and. We've got Instagram, my personal Instagram page, which you can follow me on, at Lisa Marie Brown123 on Instagram and on LinkedIn. So any of those any of those platforms we're we're available on. Um and Twitter. I'll be posting the links at Lisa YouTube Marie Brown One, I think, on Twitter. So yeah, if you if you'd like to hear more about what we're doing, what projects we're involved in, what events you can get involved in then please follow us because we've got some super exciting events coming up. I didn't even touch on one actually we've got in a couple of weeks' time, which is uh, we're getting involved in the Card of 5K on the 5th of May, which I was going to mention to you about. You should come along, bring Hayley, bring all the kids, bring everybody along because we're looking for some volunteers for that. We've got some uh, amazing t-shirts being printed up as we speak. And uh, yeah, the the event is it's going to be like street food. It's for cancer um, to raise money for cancer research, but also it's a it's a community event. So they say there's going to be about ten thousand people attending, um, and they've invited. They've got um, like a load of supercars going, cool. so they're going to have like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Aston Martin, the pink Maserati will be there, <laughs> featuring. Um, and yeah, it should be a really good day. So we're going to be there from about four thirty five o'clock. Um, and we're doing a strip with all the other cars um, just before they go off to do the the Cardiff 5K. Brilliant. So yeah, that's on the 5th of May. So you should come along to that. Yeah. And there's, um, what, what else are we doing? We're doing the Italian Passion for Speed event on the 9th of June with all the supercars come in. It's a free event to attend. So we're doing that again this year. We'll feature there. Um, and then we've got the Pink Beach Club in the summer. You're in... for that too. <laughs> What's that? We'll be there for that too. Yeah, yeah. The Pink Beach Club. The Pink Beach Club is going to be amazing. I mean, this year it's got to be bigger and better. So we're planning to do uh, flower wall and um, an Insta wall and all this, you know, cool stuff. 
Um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be amazing. We're, we're, it's going to be so much fun this year. And we're planning to do that, I think, end two, two weeks in July, the last two weeks in July. And then August, we'll have a holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're the first, um, you know, the next, I suppose the first, the next projects we've got coming up. Um, so if you want to get involved in any of those and also then you can, you know, watch the show and, and get involved in that as well. So at the moment we're, we're looking at um, filming for the next series of that. We're going to talk to the producers, I think, next week about series two. <laughs> um, so yeah, series two will be hitting the big screen again in probably a couple of weeks' time, maybe three to four weeks' time. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's it from us. Okay, I just want to thank you for your time this evening. Um, thank you very, very much. Very much appreciative. And keep doing what you're doing because uh, events like you hold open other people's eyes. So keep at it. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.